Welcome everybody to Slip Angle Show. I'm Austin Cabot. Who? Austin Cabot, that guy that's like oh. on the show once every like three months now. Man, I miss Austin so much. But <laughs> this must be like a holiday special. It is a holiday special. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Christmas yeah. miracle. Bringing the whole yeah. team back together. Yeah, it's a hashtag it's holiday, slip reunion. Holiday mediocrity. Well, you've been on the show actually quite a bunch. Um, like yeah, only only like two hundred and so episodes. No, I know. Besides, <laughs> at, le- at least for me recently, aside from like events where I record a bunch in one day, like <laughs> like all the shows I do are with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like much. with uh, with yeah. PRI out of the way, we had to like do some more shows. We uh, we, yeah. we ran out of our backlog, so now we got to do some more recording. Wait, that was your guys' yeah. backlog? Literally like three episodes? There's only four. No, it's four shows. Four you guys shows. are but we did one of slacking at PRI this year. I know. Man. We were busy actually busy like year. working and doing stuff. You shouldn't yeah, do that. Busy year. You should have just. How's, we uh, should have put out like multiple twelve-hour episodes where you just leave the recorder on the whole day. We we, we actually talked about uh, doing just like a walk-around show. I talked about it with Derek. I talked, but then I didn't actually see Derek because I wasn't there the same day as him. I talked about a lot of ideas with a lot of people, but uh, PR ideas got really are cheap, busy man. this year. Yeah, you are the idea, man. Ideas are cheap. Yeah, uh, the uh, the show was really busy uh, for me. I was there Thursday and Friday, and then we ended up doing like all this like North American time attack stuff. And yeah, like, what's that? Have you? Uh, I guess Hayward like, talked about working. it. Working, we we worked like in the hotel room on like press releases, and like it was a decided lack of partying. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way SEMA used to be for me when I actually had to work it for work and PRI did, that did, one year. I did drink a bunch of Abe's gin at night, the first night, but... Yeah, that was okay. Yeah, that was fun. So, speaking of drinking, oh, speaking I think of, we're we're all drinking right yeah. now, aren't we? A little bit, a little bit. What are you guys drinking? I am drinking uh, Cask Strength Maker's Mark. Oh, boy. Dang. That sounds fancy. It sounds like something uh, a doctor would drink. Uh, that actually, nothing. that sounds like what you would drink after spending family or holidays with the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, I don't know. We got lucky this year. We, uh, I, we end up having to like drive around to a bunch of different stuff, and because because of the the way the vacation days worked out, I got to do three places in three days, and then I got to come home. Nice. So well, it was a lot better than jumping around to uh, multiple places in one day, at least. Did you guys make tour T-shirts? Uh, we didn't this year, but maybe <laughs> next year. Yeah, Abe and Ashley do Xmas. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then you can in have the your meta- tour dates on the back. Yeah, it's in the Metallica font, December 23 <laughs> through 25. <laughs> yeah, sick. It's a great you, shirt, man. You collect them all. Yeah, that'd be great, man. Adam, you were home this this weekend? Uh, yeah, I've, I've been... Uh, most of my extended family, aside from the people who live in Thailand, uh, live uh, within two blocks of me. And the people who live in Thailand arrived here on Saturday. So <laughs> it's pretty much everybody's here within two blocks. So you can just stumble around for the holidays. Um, Do you guys close yeah, the streets been, off and just have open containers everywhere like a giant uh, block party no we don't actually do that it's cold here we have a thing called snow which we don't oh, actually yeah. have snow right now but we have do have we do have a lack of uh, 75 degree temperatures but i don't have yeah. a lack of toys in my house right now this place is mobbed <laughs> with toys 
It looks like it looks like Toys R Us went bankrupt and then like took a dumpster, like shh, and like just dumped it through my front door. It's kind of funny because didn't Toys R Us actually go bankrupt? They did. They went yeah. bankrupt. <laughs> but, did yeah, you guys been, get uh, any uh, car related toys for Christmas? What's a car? I didn't get a car related toy, but Emma got her first remote control car, which oh, is really? rad. That's cool, dude. It does. It does sick burnouts in, on the deck in the backyard because the tires are like rubbery and then they get pretty hard pretty fast outside. It does burnouts. You can drift it. It's really fun. Is Peppa Pig driving it's, it? No, it's a it's like a it's a it's like a Baja Bug Volkswagen Beetle with a nice. pink controller, but it's nice. pretty rad actually. So, yeah, Did you guys, uh, what'd you guys I, get? Uh, I didn't get a whole lot of car fun stuff. Uh, what did I get? Um, I've been. Uh, I've been making like a, a decided effort to like drink less so that I work on my car more and like don't like have this compulsion to drink. But then everybody got me alcohol and uh, alcohol related products. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, my sister in law Allison, who's on our on the Grid Life timing team, you know, uh, she she got me this cool. Uh, it's it's basically it's a board like six inches by eight inches, um, and she she cut up a bunch of cubes of um, of what is it? I think it's a maple. I can't remember uh, hickory. I don't remember now. But uh, cut up these little cubes, glued them all together with aircraft uh, epoxy, uh, ran it through a sander, uh, and then hit it with butcher block oil. Uh, cut a little groove around the perimeter of it, um, and did these cool like metal uh, gold uh, straps around the around the edges. Um, and it's a it's a a board that you cut limes and stuff in, and it'll oh, catch the cool. juices. It's a bar oh, board cool. or whatever she called it. It's nice. so freaking cool, dude. Nice. She spent so much time on it. It's awesome. She said that she said that people sell them for like 150 bucks, and then she thought I can make that. And then yeah. by the time she was done, she thought I should. I should have paid 150 bucks for it. It was a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty cool. That was uh, that was kind of the coolest gift. Um, what else did I get? I got like a watch and stuff. Um, I think that's you know, not a whole lot. So no sports what, what coats or loafers or anything for your new look. No, no. My dad did give me did give me homebrew uh, or homemade uh, whiskey. That's cool. Nice. Which nice. is what I'm which is what I'm drinking right now. Did he make it himself? He, Allegedly. Yeah, he's got an. He's got an illegal still, or he did. So is it like paint Definitely. thinner, paint thinner, and a bunch of other stuff that he just picked up from the shop? No, it's actually okay. the best whiskey I've ever had. It's so really? good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, they they made a still. Um, and if anybody in the ATF or uh, or government agencies is listening, it's definitely destroyed and it didn't happen. So. Well, when you say they made a still, you mean like a chainsaw still, right? No, this thing is so legit. It's I so know. Legit. I think Abe has seen it, actually. Abe, you've seen it, right? Yeah, yeah. When it when uh, yeah, it existed, is it right by yeah, the wood burning fireplace in your parents' freaking garage? Because that would be perfect. Uh, it is right by there. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's like no, the most the, uh, like down home, like eclectic garage ever. Dude, the the quality that he that they're putting out is un or were putting out is unbelievable. It's so good. But my dad is my dad is definitely. Save some. You're gonna have to save some. I want some. Put some in the RV. This stuff is aged uh, two years. Um, in is a, that what you're drinking right flush. now? Yeah, it, it was nice. aging a aging a uh, an oak barrel, and they put it up in in an attic uh, with the heat. Um, and I think it was almost two years, but oh, uh, wow. they've been doing it for or they were doing it for a while. They're definitely not doing it anymore. But 
Um, it's not like he's selling it. He's making it for, for friends and family. Friends. But, yeah. Um, no, it's the best, uh, it's the best stuff I've ever had. It's, it beats the pants off of pretty much anything you can buy in my opinion, but nice. he's, ki- he's quite a connoisseur of it. He's been to like 200 distilleries, 150 distilleries, something crazy like that. But, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm drinking. Garage, uh, yeah. I'm out in the garage. I'm drinking a still house black bourbon. Which comes in like fancy. a 1940s looking oil can, and it has a real nice like machined cap on it. And it's really it's really not that expensive either. It's like 25 bucks. I love how Austin has graduated into this cool motorcycle riding cafe racer <laughs> hipster. It's so awesome. I'm I also love this drinking. Evolution. I'm also drinking Baja Brewing Company Blonde Ale. Uh, that's called Cabatella. So I wonder why you bought it. it. Uh, I, I mean, it. I bought it because it was at the dollar store, and it was freaking six of them for a buck. <laughs> did, I, did I send you the picture that Navin uh, from the East Coast sent me? Oh, the slip angle uh, one? Yeah, there's a slip angle beer somewhere. <laughs> so we need to get some of that. We anybody, need to see if they want to sponsor the show. Yeah, I know. If anybody knows a contact, it's at the slip angle brewing. Or it's, it's, a, it's a kind of beer, but I forget who made it, but... I have to look through my messages. Uh, yeah, I wonder if they're. I, I wonder if they're track day Talk guys. amongst yourself. Talk amongst yourselves. They might be really track day guys, they're man. They no, they're like no listeners. They would, yeah, there's no way they're listeners. <laughs> they're probably associated with that other whatever garage that started the Slip Angle YouTube channel and totally ripped the name off. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like they uh, like that thing has taken off a lot, but whatever. There's only room in Let's this see. town for one Slip Angle. Which town are we talking about? I don't know. We're in multiple towns. We're in three time zones, man. Yeah, we We are are right now, actually. We span all three time zones of North America, or of the U.S. Well, I guess technically there's four, because there's mountain time. That doesn't count. Yeah. They don't know what they want to do. Sometimes they go with these people. Other times they go with those people. Man, so Ashley got me a I can't remember who sent me this. Uh, a big um, propane powered outdoor wok. So oh, nice. I, I'm pretty excited. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna bring it to track day picnic and uh, cook up something. It should be good. You should do the um, crap. What's the stuff that we get at Midwest? The freaking paella. Yeah, dude. just make some paella, paella dude. There you go. There I think that's go. a great idea. Yeah, make some paella. I am down for that. What was it? In 2017 at Midwest Festival, I think I had paella at least once a day for four days while I was there. (laughs) It was so good, man. It is really good. Although I feel like the breakfast paella is just the leftover paella from the day before. Yeah, it is. And it just got more crap. I, I think it. Austin, you introduced it to me. Our first night there in seventeen uh, was what, like midnight or one o'clock in the morning, and you were like, "Oh man, this paella is so great!" And we rode over in the golf cart, and uh, the guy gave it to us for free because it was cold, and, and it was still that, good. Yeah, that that kind of set the uh, the train running for paella for the next couple of years. Yeah, I found the uh, beer. I found it. What? I found the, it. So who who is it? Escutcheon Brewing Company. It's an IPA, and they're out of New England, and it's called Slip Angle IPA. Nice. Uh, yeah. I think we definitely need sorry, some of that. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but Escutcheon Brewing Company stole our name put it on a beer. <laughs> I wonder well, if Greg and me uh, has ever had them. I don't know. He needs to get some for us, though. New England-style IPA. Let's, I'm trying to find out where he they're probably, from. He probably works there. That's probably the brewery that he worked at. 
Did he work at a brewery? He's done so many wasn't things. He, wasn't he know. like in between, like when he left his IT job? Wasn't he? I think he was bartending somewhere at a brewery. Winchester, Virginia. He no, sounds like he could be from one. Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, Virgi- that place sounds so, so nice. Winchester, uh, Virginia. It does. West it sounds Virginia. like they make. Sounds like they make guns with a slight accent and have one cool racetrack. I feel like you have to wear flannel there. Yeah, probably. That sounds like a flannel place. And I've been in, looking at ATI ATI dampers, and like ATI is putting freaking ads everywhere on my internet. Unbelievable! It's everywhere I look. Well, they're they're just trying to crank things up, man. Ah, man, oh, uh, geez, that's rough. Uh, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> that one was that real one, bad. <laughs> Sorry, I've been I've been fighting quite a cold, and that then that joke is just it's taking the wind out of me. So you you've been out in the garage a lot, right, Adam? I have. I've gotten a lot done on the Civic, actually. Yeah. What's uh, uh, what's bit. the latest quite update, bit. dude? It's uh, I, I've started wiring. Uh, it holds. It'll hold coolant, or it should, if I put it in. Uh, the clutch pedal works. The gas pedal works. The brakes are fully plumbed. Um, like all new hard lines I made and everything. Yeah. Now, what's the deal uh, yeah. with the pedal box? Because you had to leave the original okay. pedals in. Like, what's uh, what's up with that? I saw a photo on Instagram. And was like, what? The yeah, hell? you've never talked to me about this on the show, have you? No, no, I don't think we've talked about it. Um, so, I uh, there there's there's a reason that there is like a little bit of dash in the car, and part of it is to cover up like the ugly cowl area lower <laughs> inside the windshield, and part of it is because that. If I ever wanted to race super touring light STL and SCCA, I would need to have that. Um, and and it's still like it's like bare minimal. Like as I read the rules, like on a Tuesday, maybe they're you know <laughs> maybe it's legal. Um, but like a, a big part of STL is that you can't remove. Like, it says you have to have factory pedals, and they may be, they may be mod, uh, modified for comfort. Um, and so. I thought, well, I, I can't really, they, I can't really just add fourteen inches to them. Do they have <laughs> so, to be the pedals that you actually use, though? Could you put like little pillows on them and said that they were uh, modified for comfort, but you don't actually uh, use them? <laughs> little tiny dollhouse <laughs> pillows. <laughs> uh, the uh, I can't actually remember the wording on it, and I'll get side, I'll get distracted uh, by ATI ads if I look at my phone some more. But uh, the uh, basically, it says you got to have the factory pedals, uh, and so I thought. Well, I bought this pedal box, uh, and so I just started playing around with it, and because I wanted to use a floor mount pedal box in the build, um, because I wanted to move the seat 14 inches further back, and uh, and I so I made these push rods, and it actually is it feels totally natural, and I think it'll be pretty good. So I'm nice. I'm excited about it. It's going to be fun. And then if I ever you know don't or if they change that rule, if I ever don't want to race STL anymore. Um, I can just put master. I can take the pedal pedal box out and put master cylinders on the thing, you know. So, <laughs> it, I didn't I didn't do anything to the OBP pedal box except for just add uh, a bunch of you know just added some tabs off the back of the pedals. I can always throw master cylinders back on it, and yeah, it uh, it'll it'll still work. So, kind of a bizarre setup. I get a lot of messages about it now because of my Instagram because I yeah. put it a couple times on the Instagram. And people are like, "What did you? What is? What's going on?" <laughs> uh, but actually, it totally, it like totally works. Like, That's reading the rules, gonna, man. 
It feels like it's going to work fine. Um, and it says like the seat placement can't, it, it can only be modified or it can only, the seat can only be moved longitudinally. So front and back. Um, and so I read that as I can push that seat 14 inches back. It's like no big deal. Yeah. So, there's no, no uh, maximum. No, no. Uh, and, and truth be told, I probably won't race a lot of STL cause I don't have any time. Um, and now that we have a wheel-to-wheel class uh, on the way uh, to Wait, a select what? grid life events. Yeah. What are you talking you, about? Did you see that? What are you talking Unbelievable. about? <laughs> Austin doesn't follow us at all. Grid life's Christmas present <laughs> to the world. Yeah. That thing got a lot of freaking traction the last couple of days. Holy so cow. So for, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, um, Grid Life Touring Cup wheel-to-wheel racing is now an actual thing that's out in the wild. Yeah. Well, the rules are, at least. We haven't done one. But. Right. Derek and I talked about it a little bit a couple weeks ago, and it's been alluded to. Uh, I think Austin and I have probably alluded to it for two years think, here. And there. I think we talked but, about it when I, when me, you, and Derek did a show a little bit too. Yeah, long, long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, we, we've alluded to it for a while. It's been something I've been working on for like four years. Um, the, I wrote the first rule set in 2015 for grid life wheel to wheel and then started the process of getting like approved for, uh, insurance for it. Um, so we've had, we've been approved for insurance for like three years. Uh, and we were going to do one last year and then a bunch of things happened and we didn't. Uh, and now, uh, I think we're ready. So, so what's it, uh, uh, what's it going to look like? Uh, it's a single class, uh, and it consists of, Basically, you take your horse, your peak horsepower, and you divide it by 0.08, and that is your base weight. Um, and so it's basically like you know, it's a, it's sort of a horsepower to weight class. And there's a few like you add some arrow, and it adds you know this amount of weight, and you you choose from your tire table. And there's street t- there's a tire table from. Hoosier R7s up to 200 treadwares, and so you get kind of like the three different blocks of the tires, and those will be your different weights and sizes that you're allowed, and uh, modifications are pretty open um, because I've, you know, I kind of, over the last several years, I've been looking at all these, like, time attack rule sets and, like, wheel-to-wheel rule sets, and, like, the things that make speed are, like, power, grip, and, uh, and weight, uh, well, arrow helps a little bit and there's, you know, it, but power grip and weight. And then like the arrow is like the little thing and you can like take, so you like take some weight out and you can kind of make some of that back if you don't have it. And so that's where the arrow modifier comes in. So if you're driving a car to the limit, like it's power grip and weight. Um, and that, uh, yeah. So we, we tried to build the simplest, uh, most all encompassing rule set. Like you can take a car from the seventies, you can take a car from 2010 and if you can make it fit, you know, with engine swaps or whatever, you can put a K series in this, you can put a LS in that, you know, just detune well, the big power motors like, up to the low power motors. So. That's like one of the, the hallmark features of why I think time attack is interesting is because, the yeah, rule exactly. set's open, and most of the time, car guys are also kind of gearheads and builders, and they just want to make cool things. And uh, largely, wheel-to-wheel series are kind of restricted in what you can do. And so this is uh, uh, more familiar, I think, to Time Attack. It's just, uh, you know, build it, do the thing you want to do, and then come race it. Yep. I, th- I think that's kind of what's so successful about Time Attack. Um 
especially with us, uh, with crude life, it's, it seems like it's such a built, like people want to try and engineer their, like I've always said, build their better mousetrap. You know, they, 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 like they want to build the car that they want to build. They don't want to look at the rules and like, you know, pick the best car for the build. And we see guys coming with like, you know, Audi Quattro's into, into classes where they're totally outgunned, but that's the car they want to build. And we see guys coming with, just the most like Chevy Blazers and like these <laughs> random builds, but like the you know RX sevens with old cop motors in it. I think that 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 guy is the same guy actually. <laughs> but old LT one you know pushrod V eights and yeah, uh, he's the same guy as the Blazer Brian Blaine with the Blazer, and he's also got the loud RX seven the drift car um, with the angle kit on that, it. Uh, it's a, it's the first gen RX seven with like the the, with blue the giant one, right? side skirts. No, he's the. the you're well, thinking he, of the. Uh, you're thinking the of the guy that came Haltech. to Speed Ring. That's the guy from Haltech. Uh, oh, okay. he's, or he's buddies. He's buddies with Chris from Haltech. Uh, okay. Brian Blaine's got the first gen RX7 with the huge side skirts, like the big slabby ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always like painted a random like like once this year one side was a uh, was an American flag on one side and then the Japanese flag on the other. Um, and it gets towed in all the time. Yeah, I was going to say like the one that breaks all the time. Yeah, it's it. He he kills the uh, what's the what's the distributor on the LT one, the old three fifty LT one, the split uh, fire Opti or whatever, Spark. or Opti. Okay. It's it's the I think it's the Opti Spark, uh, or like I think people have a silly name for like the sometimes Spark or something like that. But um, the uh, yeah, like you see these random builds and people just like to build the thing that they. I, I see a lot of passion in the tech shed. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. Like people are excited about their random builds, and and like you don't see that so much in like Spec Miata, right? And Spec Racer Ford, and like these guys, th- those guys are they they pick a car based on the rule set, right? It's not a builder's class, but yeah. Uh, and, and at first, I thought you saw some like kind of the spark in the builder's class, like in Super Touring Light uh, in STL and STU, because it's really it's you know engine swaps are allowed to an extent and stuff, and like that was some of the first like engine swaps are allowed kind of racing that we ever saw in STL or in uh, SCCA, um, and that class is still strong and stuff, but. Um, Unless you go like super unlimited with NASA or like SPU or like regionally like improved touring experimental like ITE, like there's no place for a lot of like like a Kamiata can't race anywhere for right. the most part. Um, a crazy engine swap car that you just you know you're you're sitting around the fire the fire and you brainstorm and like man wouldn't it be cool if like that if you if you can start a a, a car build with wouldn't it be cool if like that doesn't have a place to race anywhere. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Uh, so uh, I don't know. I th- I, that kind of the goal was to was to be able to race cars that you think wouldn't it be cool if there was a place to you know? Um, and then we kind of backwards engineered it into some sort of hopeful parody. And I think we have a pretty decent potential parody. We've gotten literally like nothing but unbelievably constructive and excited feedback. In the last forty-eight hours, about it, um, like the only naysayers are naysayers are guys whose cars are like way too powerful, right. and like, and, I mean, there's not a class. You can't build a class for a six hundred horsepower Time Attack Corvette that can race with a freaking Civic with a B eighteen swap. It's not going to happen. But um, no, I think it's going to be exciting. I think it'll be fun. And, yeah, uh, I'm looking we'll forward to talk it. more about it in the future. I'm bummed. I'm going to yeah, miss I'm round one. Forward, I'm looking forward to you announcing it. 
Yeah, I just I won't be able to announce it at Mid Ohio. Well, good thing Mid Ohio doesn't have much of a PA system. That's true. <laughs> yeah, we've been so, sort of skunked with PA there. <laughs> they, uh, I think the last two years we've been there, the PA system has consisted of a radio sitting in front of a microphone. Pro- <laughs> it's propped up towards the microphone, and there's like scotch tape on the button yeah, for the microphone. So you, and you like change channels time. on the radio to access the PA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just turn it to like four, and then you like access the PA, and it sounds, it sounds like, uh, it sounds like you're talking into like a toter, garbage can toter. Yeah, it's, it's not really the best. It's so bad. It's yeah. echoey and terrible and yeah, scratchy. So, and now that that that'll be more of like an invitational. Like we'll figure out how to do wheel to wheel with our friends event, and then and the make first some videos. What and, the first main one is going to be where at Gingerman, right for Midwest Festival? Yeah, at, at Midwest Festival, we're gonna have to sell a few time attack spot tickets less, or run really long days, or both. So. And then what's but, what's the uh, rest of the season? Because there's four events total, right? So it's the Invitational yeah. in Ohio, and then Midwest yep. Festival, and then uh, Track Day Picnic Black at Blackhawk right? Farms. Yep. Yeah, and and my my thought for Blackhawk Farms to make it different is, um, uh, the Rules Committee, who consists of Mike Taylor, uh, Eric Till, Brett Adams, and Christian Ship and Derek Yarbo. Um, and uh, they're all, you know, wheel-to-wheel dudes from varied backgrounds. Uh, and so I've been talking with them about it. And my thought, um, and they all love the idea, was to qualify for the race uh, with standing start autocross. Um, oh, that's kind of cool. So they get a practice session, and then they do one session of standing start autocross, and that's how you begin the qualifying for the for the weekend. And then the mm-hmm. rest of it is just based on photo based on photo finishes like we don't do any lap we don't do any amb timing we just do it oh that's different. cool so it, it could be fun so yeah um, that'll be freaking that's what awesome Chris called man. it this like the stopwatch uh in, the stopwatch festival or something like that in yeah. the uh, in the event name and then uh, the final round will be at the at, at the grid life championship round at uh, road, road america, america in september right so uh, which will be two different tracks. We're planning on doing full course and then west course at Road America. So it'll be two different experiences and a little bit less power dependent on west course. So it should be, be freaking fun. awesome. I'm looking forward and to I, that. I don't know if we've talked about it on the show, uh, but Gridlife no, added we, we haven't talked a about third. The, we haven't talked Grid, about any of it. Well, Gridlife added a third festival too this summer, right? <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked about any of No, we haven't talked about any of the 2019 schedule. It. Yeah, yeah. The only shows we've had for the past month have been stuff I recorded at PRI. PRI um, things. Yeah, before or after the Grid Life uh, schedule and the North American Time Attack Council announcement. So, which did but, Hayward talk about that? I don't know, Abe. What uh, did Hayward we, talk to did, us about? If we did, it was really brief. He was okay. talking uh, largely about yeah. SCCA uh, time trial. Okay. So I guess that's the next thing is the North American Time Attack Council that was recently formed. So yeah. I'm sure a lot of people are aware of it, but uh, you know, fill some people in for those that don't know. I don't know. What is it, Abe? I don't even know. Well, um, <laughs> I guess the way I think I, about I it is, do. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we've got three, uh, I think soon to be four uh, organizations that all um, do similar things, but we... Uh, we've come together to um, grow the sport together and uh, basically kind of agree to, to work together and, and build uh, build each other in every way that we can. And so that's Global Time Attack, Super Lap Battle, and uh, SCCA. 
and grid life. And so uh, we're going to meet, I think, on a monthly basis and talk about issues and items and uh, really just work together in any way that's that's possible. And uh, yeah, I think it'd I be think, good. I think it'd be I good. think our first order of business is uh, uh, attempt to get cross-platform licensure so that we can keep track of credential drivers and kind of make competition at all of our events uh, higher level. Yeah, the biggest goal for it is is to build up time attack long term because time attack is kind of like the new sport uh, in racing, you know. Um, and, and so far it's been a bunch of small groups doing their own thing. Um, aside from like, you know, NASA has their T, sorry, I have to plug in my, my, uh, recorder here. NASA has their TT program, which is different than time attack, you know? Um, and, uh, and they do their own thing and then the rest of us kind of do our own thing. And so starting to form relationships together, I think, and to build the base of the community, I think is going to be a good thing long term. And then just legitimizing the whole thing and, you know, standards and practices and making it all proper. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I guess the one of the first main events that's coming up, though, that, um, you know, one of the organizers involved in the council is doing is going to be super lap battle at coda yeah yeah i Global i think that's going to yeah. be a really exciting event actually um it's shaping up to be very interesting what is that february 16th and 17th or something like that i think that's right I think so yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i think it's somewhere in there so uh, it'll really depend on how my own schedule works out but uh I'm on on the semi regular. I'm texting our friend Gary, uh, begging him to let me come down to Daytona and be his bitch, uh, just just to see the event. And then <laughs> and then we've got Streets of Willow. And then if I can, I'd really like to go to uh, the Super Lab Battle. So that'd be like uh, three weekends out of four. I don't know if that's even possible, but it's it's on my list of things to do. Oh, yeah, that's another thing that was uh, announced at PRI that uh, some listeners might not know about. We're doing, a, um, we're doing a Grid Life event out here on the West Coast. A little bit, a little bit. So, and yeah, that's actually, that's actually before that CODA event. So I was, uh, I was mistaken earlier. Yeah, that's uh, what, not two weeks before, but a little bit, a week, week and a half before. Um, right, so what's what's that event going to look like? Uh, sort of just a tryout to do California events. Uh, it, I think it'll be mainly just a, a small time attack event with a, with a little bit of lapping day. Uh, and then bracket battles to kind of showcase bracket battles to the West Coast. So I think it'll be cool. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. Ah, there's the right cord. I found the right cord for my recorder. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, there's so many Adam, different so many different USB cables. Why did they change that every two years? Because they got to so keep annoying. you buying more and more. Can I buy all the cables all the time? Uh, so, what are you saying, Abe? Sorry, Austin. I think that's. Uh, that is the same weekend that that your organization is doing an event at Streets. Also, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So Speed Ventures will be yeah. there on Saturday, and then Grid Life will be there on Sunday at the same course. Yeah, we get to keep Austin and let him help the next day. <laughs> so I thought I was going to get a day off with the wife, but uh, apparently Never. not. 
Never. Well, she needs to do more grid life stuff anyway, so. Well, she is, uh, she does know how to run timing now. She's been running timing yeah. for Speed Ventures at certain events, so. That's awesome. We, yeah. We need to, uh, we need to maybe, uh, pay her to twiddle the computer keys. Should be cool. Yeah, I think she'd be <laughs> down for that. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, the, uh, speaking of, uh, the wife, uh, what does the wife think of all your new motorcycles? Uh, she loves them, man. Except uh, not really. No? <laughs> not really? No. She's like, what do you need four motorcycles for? Like, well, well, you know. Tell the I listeners, mean, what do you need four motorcycles for? I mean, everyone has a different purpose. Yeah? So, I mean, what do you I, what do you need two or three race cars for? I don't. See, I, uh, I had this argument with Ashley. Neither one has a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I had this argument with Ashley not long ago, and I tried to make a distinction that she didn't buy, and it was... The Evo is my race car, but I need a track car, and they're different. Yeah, that is true. They have two (laughs) very different descriptions. (laughs) (laughs) The Evo is the race car that Abe doesn't race or track. I used to race. Could do both. Yeah, the Evo is just a track car. Car right now, it's just a paperweight. He needs a track car that he won't track. Also, (laughs) I hate you so much. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm just being honest. You uh, you tend to only hop in Matt Williams' spec fit. That's about it. And I'm very <laughs> gracious that he gives me the keys. Yeah, it uh, it is fun. I think you need um, one of those for yourself, man. Yeah, wouldn't be bad. It wouldn't be bad. I I the, really really like his in comparison to driving Chris's. So I, I actually I actually like the Gridlife spec fit quite a bit. Um, it's got decent pep, but Matt's is set up so well. Like the, oh, the brakes so on Matt's are so much better. Yeah, they're so uh, yeah. The the pads on the Gridlife Spec Fit have always been like, like, it's been like the regular street pad. It's not good pads. So, although I do yeah, think that that car never had remember good ones on there. That car got built in a night. Yeah, for a car that only had five hours of development ever, it's pretty freaking good. It's pretty and I think the good. first the yeah. first live podcast from an actual track with two hosts in the car at one time was yeah, that's true. in the Grid Life Spec Fit. Yeah, we definitely I, there was didn't a time where we had <laughs> there was a time where we had three hosts in a in a podcast in a car. I think that same weekend. Did we record? Was it that uh, rainy weekend the, when we were in the Evo? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I don't know uh, if we recorded that a was, show. That was the year before. That was but the year before. We did. We recorded audio, or we recorded video of us just sliding it around and giggling a lot. Yeah, the Evo was the year before when the three of us were in the Evo. I don't think it was an actual show, though. Maybe not. No. Yeah, Austin and I actually tried to record a show while uh, he was driving and I was shifting, or was it the other way around? Uh, I think we did both. I think I drove first, and then yeah. we swapped, and then we oh, yeah. recorded again. Because I misshifted for you, and, and we almost <laughs> zinged the motor. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's we're like, we're driving the fit miles. with one hand and then holding a mic in the other. It was great. Yeah, it was tough. It was and tough so because to of that, yeah. somebody else had to shift. So it was like, it was team team time attack. It got busy. It got busy. It's a pretty, so, pretty bad idea, but... Uh, it was a great idea, man. It was a great way to end the season <sighs> that year. 
it, it was fun. That was fun. That might have even been a Honda meet. I don't even remember. No, that wasn't mm-hmm. a Honda meet. No, that it wasn't was round five. It was in the fall. It yeah. Was on, yeah, it was round five. Yep. So what what kind of projects are you doing? You've been working on the Honda VFR, the, the, the most recent bike you just got. Yeah. So, like, I rode this thing back, and it runs great. And then I would park it, and occasionally, like, you'd see a little drip of coolant. I'm like, all right, no big deal. And when I bought it, the guy told me that it would need some coolant work soon. So I was like, okay, whatever. And turns out the water pump started to weep, you know, because when the seal behind the impeller goes, there's actually a little drain port there to let you know, like, hey, the impeller seal's done. Um, You better replace this before it gets any worse and eats the seal that separates the water pump from the motor. So I was like, okay, cool. So I figured if I'm going to replace the water pump, I might as well go ahead and replace the whole cooling system at the same time. So order the water pump and the 13 coolant lines that it uses and got all of that so in. So many. <laughs> oh, yeah. So many. So got all of that in and, um, you know, got the motor, got everything on top of the motor pulled apart. And one of the coolant lines goes underneath the uh, the throttle bodies, like in the valley, because it's a V4. And that's where the thermostat sits. And I was like, well, while it's apart, might as well replace the thermostat, too. So I order the thermostat. But dumb me, uh, accidentally ordered it to my old address. So it went to my old address and then got stuck in the USPS mail forwarding system for about two Mm -hmm. and a half weeks. So every day, whenever the mailman came, I was so excited and didn't show up. Finally showed up, got the thermostat in, got the whole thing put back together and everything bolted up and was filling it with coolant. And there's like a Y pipe at the bottom, like the very bottom, the lowest point in the cooling system that connects three different lines. And so I started up, or don't even start it up, I'm filling it with coolant, and it just starts pissing fluid everywhere. I'm like, all right, <laughs> damn it. And turns out the plastic had cracked when I was, you know, tightening the, the new clamps. So ordered one of those and uh, got it put in and then got everything put back together, filled with coolant, wasn't leaking, great. I'm like, all right, we'll go ahead and start this thing up. Start it up, and there's another plastic part at the very top of the cooling system that had cracked. So, once again, coolant everywhere, and uh, I'm just cursing and not very happy. So, ordered that part, and just got it in today, and hooked everything up, and now she's running good about uh, six weeks, seven weeks after I initially got it torn down. <laughs> That's so long. So. So what's nice, though, I found out that the yeah. Honda Power Sports, like, North American warehouse is, like, 20 minutes north of my house. So I can walk That's into my rad. local dealer and order a part, and it's there the next day. So Very nice. That's kind of nice. So the there, trips, there are man. benefits to riding Honda motorcycles in the L.A. area. Now, it doesn't um, sound too bad at all. Yeah, so, it, it just sounds like a parts a parts nightmare. If you had all the parts, do you think you could have done it in like one night? Oh yeah, I could have done everything in one night. Literally, the hardest part was taking everything from the top of the motor off and popping the throttle bodies yeah. off. Yeah, you just got to figure out how to do all that stuff. Yeah, yeah and actually, yeah, I ended f- up buying like a two foot long Phillips head screwdriver so I could get to the boots that connect the um, connect the throttle bodies to the motor. Yeah, the first time is always the worst time. After that, everything comes apart easy. That's what she said. Uh, yeah. I, I, did she say that? I don't, I don't I'm know. I'm actually sure about that. No, I don't know. <laughs> just, 
So, but yeah, so now <laughs> it's uh, now it's back together. Um, I've got good, a bunch of good. busted knuckles and um, fired it up tonight, and it's running good. No leaks, uh, but the, literally the final two bolts that I had to put the thing back together, um, I dropped one of them down into the engine somewhere, and I can't find it. <laughs> so that was literally like like ten minutes before Abe called me. Yeah, you tried now. Austin's in a bad mood. So I did try a magnet, but I don't did even you know try turning where it on the thing and is. Turning it off. So it, it, it'll probably fall out eventually, right? Eventually, but it's it's one is of the it, bolts that holds the gas tank on. So I don't know. Yeah, That's a problem. So if I can't find it tonight, I guess back off to the Honda dealership tomorrow morning. It's got to be down in the in the valley somewhere. You think? Hopefully, I mean, there was actually there yeah. was like a plastic sheath that protects the front yeah. of the motor from any debris, and that's where the the two washers that I dropped were at. So I was able to get okay. those, but still can't find the freaking bolt. Yeah, they make these tools that are kind of like claws too, in case it's like a stainless or aluminum bolt or nut. Um, my dad's got one from from Sears from like thirty years ago, and you just kind of like you know, you, oh you yeah, push you, on you it. like push the end of yeah. it down. It's like a cable. Yeah, and, yeah, and it opens the end up of it like down. a four-prong yeah. claw at the other end. Um, I've got one of those. The yeah. biggest problem is that um, where the airbox is in front of the motor where I dropped the bolt, uh, yeah. there's literally like an inch until the frame, and then it yeah. goes straight down for maybe like two inches, and then is that's where like the motor starts. Oh, yeah, so you got no room even for something like that. Yeah, yeah. so I don't want to like I don't want to have to pull the whole thing apart again just for this freaking bolt. If it's there, I'm just gonna just, leave it. Just total it, man. Just just crash just total it. it. Just be done with. It's done. It's over, man. You tried. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of uh, selling on Craigslist, <laughs> it really uh, yeah. it really has been testing my patience, but uh, I think yeah. it's gonna be worth That'll it. That'll happen. Oh, Abe's got a story about totaling cars. I do have a story Uh-oh. about totaling cars. Uh-oh. So uh, my dad uh, called me on Monday and told me that he was in a pretty nasty car accident. And I was like, oh, geez. You know, I, so I, I guess I'm lucky enough at work that I talked to my boss for a bit and I, he just let me go for the day. And I went up to northern Indiana to kind of check on him and uh, kind of like get all of his stuff in order, for lack of a better word. And, uh, what had happened in the morning was that, um, he was like traveling on the highway. Uh, I think he was doing about like 50 and, um, a car blew a stop sign and drove basically under his, uh, pickup and like wedged itself between the front wheel and the back wheel. And because he was moving at highway speed, uh, the oh. back wheel drove over the hood and it like put him barrel roll movie style into like uh, the oncoming traffic and also like across the road in someone's yard. He said he was airborne for probably like a hundred feet and then sliding, sliding down the road for like another 200. And And this is in uh, like a GMC 3,500 Duramax diesel four door truck. (laughs) What? It's like he could basically just crashed a bus (laughs) and uh, he got out and he was like, fine. Uh, which is awesome. And he had the presence of mind to get his phone out and like start recording and just kind of like talking through what happened uh, because he wasn't sure if he would remember it after the fact, like if he had a concussion or whatever um, and just kind of like talked through everything, but uh, he seems okay. 
And like, yeah, that's what this is. This is the part of the story where we find out that Abe's dad is Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> but what I thought was amazing was the car was like sliding on its side for a couple hundred feet. And none of the windows in the the passenger compartment were broken. The like the car that that hit your dad or your dad's truck. Dad's truck. Really? Yeah. The bus. The the forty foot long vehicle that his dad. So drives. like uh, all the axles are broken. I mean the chassis, the frame is literally sitting on the ground. That's how hard it hit when it came down. But uh, yeah, he was fine. Wow. And what I thought was so kind crazy. of crazy was um, he was wearing like a kind of like a nylon type uh, winter coat jackety type thing. And uh, when the seatbelt cinched tight when he got hit, it did so, so hard that there's a burn mark from his shoulder all the way to his hip from where the seatbelt was. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. When you told me that, that blew my mind. I didn't know that they did that. <laughs> Well, like, I mean, really, if you just like, it, it's not actually cinching tight, it just locks and then you slide into it. Right. But yeah, a, but as still. that was happening, he, uh, he, uh, it was hot enough to, to leave like kind of like an indentation in the jacket. It's weird. It's so it's that, that's so wild. Now, what and did I, you say about, uh, one of the, win one of the windows broke though? Oh yeah. The, uh, the absolute, the back window broke. And this is like a PSA for anyone who drives a tow pig. Yeah, uh, this is the, the I literally wanted to bring it up on the show because of this. He had the like hitch hitch balls um like the the, truck nuts. the whole shank. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> truck nuts. He had truck nuts. No, um just no. sitting in the bed. <laughs> uh, he, had, no, he had the the actual the, hitch, not the receiver, the, but the, the actual hitches hitch. in the back of the truck and they were not secure, they weren't tied down. And the only thing that could have broken the back window was those in the collision. Wow. And so that was kind of like a PSA for everybody. That's a 25-pound object. Yeah, if you that, get, like, yeah. rear-ended or something, it clocks you in the head. That could be really bad. Yeah, right. Yeah, and people wonder why we make them tie batteries down in the back of race cars. <laughs> like, why Man. do they wonder about these things? But, yeah, I, I've never thought about it in, like, a, a truck. Yeah. Like, I have crap laying all over my truck. Yeah. I started looking at my truck differently after Abe's dad broke a window. Or anything that's in the bed or anything like that, too. So, yeah, um, I mean, the, the end of the story is that, uh, we went back and we, we picked up all the stuff in the truck that he like wouldn't want to replace and all of his personal stuff. And, um, uh, he was just kind of like sad, uh, really because he got like a, a screaming deal on this truck and now he has to find another one to replace it. Well, I mean, at least this, <laughs> this time of the year is a good time to replace them because you can get all the last model years for you know for usually pretty decent deals yeah so yeah, if there's any, if there's like, any it's, silver it's probably, lining to it it's it's probably a good time to buy a, a good used truck too because like the summertime and springtime is when people buy stuff like yeah. right now people are like offloading things you know well right now is when like all the dealerships are trying to meet their annual quota too so if he goes out yeah. and buys a truck like tomorrow he should be able to get a pretty decent deal. You know, it's the end of the year. Yeah. It's the end of the fourth quarter. It's the end of the month. Can bring the money in, son. Yeah. Yeah. So tell him, tell yeah. him he needs to go try and negotiate a truck like this week. The only thing, uh, and having had driven like multiples, I would say a big difference in the, 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 the daily drivability of, of a truck that size 
is, and this will probably like turn some people off, but I absolutely can't stand the, the Z 71 package in the, the Chevy trucks, which is like their, their off-road suspension grade stuff. Like I just, it, I feel like it makes it ride like a truck. If you don't buy that, uh, my high country, when I had it, Drove like a car, and it was awesome, yeah, it and did. I drove it everywhere. Yeah. Well, those big freaking, like, three-quarter and one-ton trucks ride better with a load in the bed anyways. Well, like, uh, I drove I drove Brandon Ranvec's uh, Duramax somewhere, uh, I don't know, a couple years ago, and his, I don't think, had the Z71 package, and it's like, it a 2500 drives just like a 1500. So, yeah. I don't know. Truck yeah, advice. Yeah, the... Uh They've gotten nicer. Uh, the off-road stuff is usually pretty slammy, though. A lot of, not a fan. A lot, a lot of, lot, yeah, they're pretty stiff still. But um, my my dually definitely rides like a like a semi truck from the '90s, though. Uh, oh, speaking of speaking of tow rigs and trucks, uh, the new Ranger was announced recently. Ooh. Yeah, with a 2.3 liter EcoBoost and like a 7,400 pound towing capacity. So really? I think that might actually be a pretty solid tow rig for a lot of, you know, people that are looking to tow a track car. So Holy cow, that's here's, a, that's a big here's tow what rig. I've heard about uh, the EcoBoost stuff. It makes a ton of power and it has a ton of capacity, but I have heard. Oh, when you're towing, it goes to shit. That it's, it's an absolute hog on gas and it does really well on the EPA tests, mm-hmm. but it sucks in terms of daily life. I think this new one has like an eight or a 10 speed transmission in it though. Is it the, the four GM combined developed one? Uh, I don't know. It's whatever comes in the Mustang, just tuned differently. The two, three okay. EcoBoost Mustang, but tuned you know, a little different. It doesn't have as much horsepower or torque. I think it's a little more conservative. That's some serious tow rating, though. Yeah, That's I mean, 7,400 pounds for, you know, for essentially a small truck now. Well, I, yeah. that, that's like on par with uh, the Colorados and Canyons, right? Yeah, well, I think yeah, I think the gas really Colorados good. and Canyons might be a little bit lower. I think this is class leading as far as I know, as far as tone capacity goes. Gotcha. But the the Colorado Canyon has a diesel option, right? I think I think those are like seventy five hundred. Are they really? I thought I they were more so. like the sixes. I haven't looked. I don't have that well, kind of money anymore. So well, I don't either. I actually looked at one, and uh, in order to get the the truck that I would have like ended up buying. I think it was like $43,000 for a mid-sized truck and I was at that point I was like, "Nah, that's silly. Yeah, that's a lot of money." The other the other thing that was introduced uh or announced recently too, I guess it's the new Jeep pickup too. So oh, there's yeah. going to be there's going to be a four-door Jeep with a bed that'll tow like 6500 pounds. I keep saying that the ultimate vehicle for me uh when GM finally launches that 3-liter diesel if if they ever put that in a Tahoe or like a Yukon, that'll be the ultimate vehicle. I don't yeah, know, I mean, man. I think diesel's going the way. It's going. It's going away, man. It's gonna. No, it's going I, mean, away. I don't know. For I think there's big things that need towing capacity and fuel economy. Diesel's the way. I still think it's it's going to be a hard road, man. Freaking Volkswagen screwed it all up. <laughs> I know with their best vehicles ever, man. Yeah, they screwed it all up with those rad really, cars that they I really miss just mine. a little bit about. I, know. I, well, really I just I kind of get bit. it for, for passenger cars because hybrids are a really, really good option. Um, yeah. But when you're talking about the ability to tow something and get halfway decent economy, there's there's nothing 
that fits in, uh, I don't know, like a, a GM, I don't know, LS three hybrid, like you, I, you just wouldn't get the fuel economy out of that to even make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, no, and the I, other I, thing, I, I, I you know, it. for people that need to tow stuff, you think about it, like, even if it's electric, you know, the electric might be cool around town, say there was an electric truck, but the moment you put an additional load on it, you know, you're going to cut the range in half, if not more. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I wonder how the electric Tesla semi is going to go long term. Man, it's going to need a lot of batteries. Going to need a lot of batteries. Well, I mean, it's nice that you could, you know, essentially you could have them built into the trailer if you wanted to. Yeah. You got a lot of space. But... Yeah. So you just haul your own yeah. power along. And then you just stop and pick up a new trailer, and all of a sudden you got more power again. That's, that might be true. Who knows? Well, yeah. For like the Tesla stuff, I think it's actually probably a pretty easy engineering problem to solve because I think a lot of these trucking companies probably have uh, reg uh, regulated maximum number of miles driven in a oh, yeah. in a twenty four yeah. hour day or a twelve hour day or whatever. No, and and now, all you have nowadays to do is with get nowadays enough battery super, to do that. Yeah, it's super regulated now too. All electronic uh, electronic boxes. It's been, they got data boxes monitoring how long they're moving. It's nuts. Yeah, I wonder if eventually all these like truck stops are going to have a bunch of charging ports, and then you could hook your RV into it overnight. That'd, That'd be, be nice. nice. Okay. I'd love to have a, I'd love to have an electric Tesla RV or conversion for mine. God, that'd be so nice. I daydream like I daydream almost every trip about uh about the long term like man someday can I have an RV that I can sleep in and it'll drive me home <laughs> just <laughs> be so think about how awesome time. that would be coming back from Atlanta Yeah we can yeah, all just I don't get care. we could all get super drunk uh, as long as long as there's still like a racetrack where I can do some driving like I don't really want to drive on the street that much anymore like it's not that it's not that fun to slog away on the highway <laughs> No. And I mean, you no, think about it, too. No. If all the cars are automated together, you yeah. know, there might not be any That's traffic the only jams way that, anymore. Yeah. That's the only way you have no accidents and no traffic, yeah, if everybody is – if all the cars are talking. but I've always um, dreamed about it, like, even as a kid. You know, you think about it. You're sitting at a light, right? What if all the cars accelerated at the same rate and at the same time away from a light? You could all leave at the same yeah. time. You wouldn't have to wait for yep, a gap exactly. to build up. And it'd be insane. There'd be no slinky effect. No, yeah. Uh, yeah and no, all the cars no, could slow no down ripple. all at the same time. You know, like yeah, I'm as no much ripple, a, no I'm slinky. as much a fan of driving cars as everybody else. But when it comes to day to day life, man, I think it would make yeah. life a lot easier for everybody. Yeah, I, I wonder if pretty soon we're going to be the people that uh, that spend most of their life savings on horses. Like we'll be those people. <laughs> 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 Like Emma's generation is going to look at us like, I have no idea what they're doing. Those cars eat so much hay and the stables are so expensive. <laughs> you wouldn't believe what my dad spends on gasoline. What is that stuff? Yeah, it's going to be like you're going to have to go to your specialty gasoline store because like they're just not yeah, around like anymore. Be, and there'll be like some hipster kid like brewing it for you. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to buy. I can't wait to buy my gasoline from uh, from Ricky down at uh, the the Bucktown Gasoline Distillery. Yeah, you're going to have to drive. You're going to have to drive like 20 miles away just to get gas. Do yeah. you think uh, do you think gasoline awesome. will be the uh the the buggy whip equivalent of the auto industry? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> there are still people that play with horses and it's been a while. But 
I wonder. I wonder how hard it would be to ride a, a horse across the country. Probably be a terrible pain in the ass, and you'd Ooh. probably die. Ooh, I think that'd be fun. Yeah. No, it'd be terrible. I mean, you'd you have to stop and refuel you just it a lot. You just did it with a fast horse. That, that yeah, but like, did. think about the technical did, challenges of like riding a horse across the country. They, they did that. That's called the Oregon Trail. I know. I, we should redo it. Everybody <laughs> died. You died of dysentery. Each other. <laughs> Still get dysentery. Yeah, they, they all, yeah, they all <laughs> died of dysentery, dude. It's terrible. Why don't you ride horses anymore? I uh, don't want to get dysentery. <sighs> no, man. They just shake the shit right out of you. It's bad. <laughs> I'm not a fan of like riding horses. I've done it a couple times. I don't like it at all. No. If, well, if I mean, my car, I mean, it, it, dude, just the just the fact that I could fall off of a horse or get kicked in nuts by a horse, neither one of those things work on a car. I can't fall off of my car while I'm driving. <laughs> I mean, what's my crazy? Car can't like, kick me in the nuts. A motorcycle is like a horse that you have control over. Kind of. Well, I think a, hor- a horse is like a horse you have control over if you're good at riding a horse. Yeah, but I mean, it still has a mind of its own. Yeah, but you can still fall off a motorcycle, too. Yeah, but like when you tell a motorcycle to stop, most of the time it will stop, like almost always. So unless Austin, some sort of mechanical Unless Austin issue. worked on it and dropped all the bolts in the V. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then you're screwed. Yeah, or bolted. One or the other. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. Come on. That, that was, was a super I didn't even think of that say. one. I didn't even think of that one. Mad props. Mad yeah, props. Yeah, man. I've been trying. I've been trying, man. If channeling my inner cabot. It's been, been fun. saving them. Yeah. So we should, we should do this again sometime, Austin. We should. It's been far too yeah. long. Yeah, I know. I have, um, uh, what do you see? I have the rest of the week off. We could even do another show. We could. I can't could, do one uh, tonight, though. My voice is failing me fast. We could we could finish out the saga of the motorcycle. I can let you guys know if I found the screw or not. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> That's true. Hey, um, uh, Austin, you, uh, before the next show, um, I don't know a whole lot about geography in Los Angeles, but if you're losing, like, bolts and screws in the valley, can you make, like, a, a valley girl-type joke? <laughs> she got lost <laughs> to the valley. I got screwed. I got screwed in the valley. Yeah, that'll yeah. happen. Yeah, that will happen. Uh, Abe's been hanging out with me too uh, too long. He's been saying that'll happen. <laughs> that will happen. Oh, at, at, I think it was at PRI or right before PRI. Chris said, "How come I've been saying that'll happen all the time? I've been hanging out with these guys. <laughs> I I don't know where I got it. I think I got it from like a movie in the nineties. But well, you guys don't want to hang out with me. Uh, I've started meditating recently, so. Well, you sound you sound very uh, level. I love it. Another another more hipster thing to do. Wait, as as if Austin would ever sound stressed or like bothered by day to day life anyway. <laughs> he's he's got to collect his thoughts from that freaking screw incident. No, you don't even you don't even think about anything, man. You just like find nothingness in your head. It's actually really nice. Yeah. So that's it, how I've been starting a, every day. How long does that take you? <laughs> Oh, uh, like five to ten minutes. It's nothing super long. Okay, but okay. it makes the day go way better. I, I, so, I've thought. Yeah, maybe, I've actually thought quite a bit about it myself. Uh, dead you serious. should try it, I've man. Like a lot about before it. Emma gets up, just wake up like ten minutes before and just go sit on the back. I can't porch. wake that. I cannot wake up that early. <laughs> She'll just keep waking up. You know, you wake Emma, up earlier yeah. and she wakes up at that same time Dude, the next day. Today, 
today. It's the day after Christmas, right? She stayed up late. She's partying all day yesterday with grandparents and stuff. She was out of her mind. She's so tired, right? And today I got up at 5.25 to go to the bathroom. Um, and, uh, and within 45 seconds, she walks out, and then she starts playing with toys. Like, like it's 5.45. Why don't you go back to bed? It's dark outside. And then the dog gets up. And the dog barfs all over the carpet. So that was my that was my first forty five minutes. Was cleaning that up was the your carpet. Morning. And yeah, it was. Uh, it just starts. The day just starts, and then it never ends. Well, like what I found myself doing, like after track events, I would literally drive home with like no music on. Yeah. And I really just enjoyed the silence. That's where this whole thing kind of started. Interesting. Yeah. So I will say that uh, at round five, I had my dad's like uh, RV travel trailer uh, on site. And yeah. I found myself, even for like a couple of minutes, just being able to walk inside there and like turn the noise off for 90 seconds and just like chill and then go back out into the crazy. I found it to be really uh, centering. It's really nice, man. It really is. I found so, that uh, recently, I mean, in the last five years, um, especially at events that I am doing the production work at. Um, I, the only place that I've ever been able to turn it all off is actually just getting in the car. It's the only place. Yeah. Uh, but that's not, that's not something I can do every morning before Emma wakes up. <laughs> I mean, it is, you could get in it and make like room, room noises. I could, I could, I, I sat in it the other night at Saturday night, um, at like midnight, <laughs> Saturday uh, night. That's true. I did say, I think it was Saturday <laughs> night. Um, and, uh, it was like twelve thirty at night or something. Um, maybe maybe it was Friday night. I don't remember. And uh, and then I found myself. I didn't fall asleep, but I zoned out, and I was just like shifting back and forth and like just like slowly moving the wheel back and forth. Automotive and meditation, like, man. No, literally twenty minutes disappeared. <laughs> like I I don't I, I looked down at my my phone. I'm like. Oh Jesus! One a.m. Like, what am I yeah, doing? Just like, but I, that moment of Zen for a little bit for you. But I didn't fall asleep. Like, I was yeah. just awake. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it it's weird. different. It's different for everybody. Even me. Like, before yeah. I opened registration at a speed ventures event, you know, registration usually opens at six forty-five. At six thirty-five, yeah. I disappear for like five to ten minutes just to go like collect my thoughts and you know be around nothing right before things get crazy. Yeah, you got to do your thing. To, so it, to be oh, able it to makes do the day thing. go yeah. so much better for me too. So I want to talk about something. Uh, I haven't been on Facebook a ton, but I saw that uh, Moss and Smedigard are supercharging the Yellow S2. Yeah, with like a C38 yeah. supercharger. Yeah. Yeah. That saw car that. was fast before, and I I think he wants to compete in street mod with it. So that's like. If we're if we're placing bets, I would say that that's going to be in the running for this year. Isn't yeah, it's going to be pretty the one that does like, Isn't that the one that does like eight hundred horsepower? I don't know. I think it's a C thirty eight. I think you're right. Be. I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, I thought that what? was the one that Houghton was waiting for, and it like didn't show up in the states in time. So I thought it was turbo. like a C forty or I don't know. Maybe they're going for big power. No, regardless, I doubt that. Regardless, because those, those, those blowers can make real power though. Regardless. Uh, specs on it are stock K24A2 with DC 2.2 cams and a Rotrex. I'm going to look that up right here. I thought he had a built motor. I uh, they probably swapped it. Oh, uh, it might be. 
Might be. That thing was it was it was smoking at one of the events. Um, those things can make such good power, though. Uh, yeah, the, the Ritrex motors. Yeah. Enough air to support six hundred plus. On oh. <laughs> I wonder. So you know, make, I bet it'll make five hundred plus. I wonder if they're trying to get ready for Coda. Mm, I wonder if that's. I don't the know. Plan. Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised I hope, I to see those, those guys, guys go, go to Coda. I saw Ben Murawski yeah, and his minis signed up to go. I I know a lot of our a lot of our heavy hitters are going. Yeah. So. Uh, I think what James told me that they were interested, and I think Chris was trying to go also. Yeah, Borsma. Yeah. I think so. No, and and uh, I, that event's going to be cool. They've also got open practice for Pirelli World Challenge TC cars now. And a drift demo, and like it's going to be a legit event. I hope it. Which, I hope it goes really well. Who knows, man? If I end up uh, eventually living in Austin, that could uh, that could turn into something, maybe. Yeah, Wait, what's is this that, business is that about... being discussed? Do what? Yeah, tell us about Austin. Yeah. Oh, what? Well, I mean, do you want my whole life story or? <laughs> He he was uh, he was born in there's, 1999. There's a small <laughs> chance that in the next year or two I could find myself living around the Austin, Texas area. Well, that sounds yeah, okay. His, uh, his sister-in-law got a job out there, and yeah, yeah, he's going to be the like the head cross country coach. My brother-in-law will be the head cross country coach at Georgetown University. Oh, your brother-in-law got a job yeah, out there. Okay. Yeah, so they're moving, and then her sister is interviewing for jobs as well. So cool. if that happens, she's going to want to move, and apparently she might be up for a promotion soon that could be full-time remote. So we'll see where things go. Nice. I, well, I, I think that and, sounds uh, okay. When, when I went to Derek Austin for, eat all the meats. Um, I don't know, man. I think if, if that happens, the plan would be maybe to sell the RV back to Andy because uh, he's not having very good luck with his new one. I haven't discussed this really? with him, but I know he hasn't been having good luck with the new one. So, um, well, if we did he that, might, he, he's probably going to hear this and discuss it with you in a minute. I, I do that and then um, go and buy a sportsmobile like I've always wanted and spend a lot of time out in the West working on my landscape photography that I want to do and potentially <laughs> opening up a, uh, like a photography gallery in Your the Austin area. so crazy. I know. His life is so crazy, Abe. It's so crazy. I, you know, Cause it's th- not that crazy. kind of freedom, I just don't, I don't understand. It doesn't uh, even many, register as a possibility in my mind. Many like, people I, don't understand. I'm under- happy I, that you do it so that I don't have to. Hey, man, four years ago, I didn't understand this kind of freedom either. No. But it is it Man. is the freedom can be dangerous because I'm so you don't really know what it, to but do. I don't think I don't think I would do well with it right now. It would do, it'd be a big adjustment. It'd be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean I've kind yeah. of eased myself into it. You know, like yeah, moving eight. to California was step one, but still having a corporate job. Yeah. And then getting out of that and then meditating, man, really frees the mind. <laughs> well, and now you got a real job, but like it's real <laughs> intense for like two days a week. Yeah. That sounds so, really difficult. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that this will actually happen. It's just a, a potential that could eventually yeah. happen. Well, I was only yeah, in Austin for like two days, but uh, it, Pe- I, I think that could be a really place. cool place to live. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people fall in love with that place. I mean, I would go there. The biggest problem would be all the access to everything that I have out west here, which was like I really like the landscapes out here. So that's what the sportsmobile would be for. I'd disappear for like two weeks and go up to Utah or Colorado and take a bunch of pictures and, you know, come back and sell them and then be home for a little bit and go out and do it again. 
Yeah. There really, sound... can, there, are there really people that just take landscape photography pictures oh, and yeah. sell them? Oh, yeah. I mean, you think about like if someone has a picture on their wall or think about all the landscapes and hotels. I guess. You know, like there's yeah. a big market for like pretty pictures of places that people go and visit that, you Gotta know. find that one picture, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm not saying it's going to happen anytime soon, but can at least try, right? Yeah. Doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. So and All then right, hit, well, up, hit up the try. odd race event in between. That's true. The, the race event here and there. I'm just going to try to only work one job soon. That's uh, that. Well, I mean, cool. yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully you'll be there soon, man. I'm almost there, man. Almost I really there. hope for I really hope for your sake that you are. <laughs> yeah, I, ho- I hope for the the future, the future of my uh, passion for the hobby that I. <laughs> that I mean, I, if you that I get there. If you work two jobs for 30 years, can you retire? Because it's like working one job for 60. Uh, I don't know. Depends on how good at, at them you are. I mean, I think I think it's probably right about there. To, to me, the, the, the only problem with – like I said, I actually don't mind doing my construction job, and I obviously like doing the car stuff, and I like doing the podcast, and like it's a lot of projects, like those just those three things. And you don't factor in having a family and a house that I have to maintain and like a, pro, a, a car project and blah, blah, blah. Um, but like it's just tough to find the motivation to do it all. That's all. And, yeah. And it's that's the hardest part. Like tonight at like eight thirty, I'm still dealing with putting Emma to bed and stuff. And it's like I don't even want to think about cars. Like I don't want to talk about cars. I only want to like the only reason I I'm doing this is because I want to talk to Abe and Austin. Uh, like I don't want to talk about cars. <laughs> I don't want to talk about grid life. I don't want to talk about any of this. <laughs> but uh, but I don't get to talk to you guys all that often. So that's the reason I'm still doing the stupid podcast. If it was just me having to go interview people. Uh, this wouldn't happen. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, look speaking at... of uh, interviewing someone, um, What's that? we haven't gotten all the details worked out yet, but uh, I wanted to cross paths with uh, Luke Wilson from Four Piston Racing, and we uh, we reached out to him. He's like kind of local to where I live, and I think we're going to try and do a show with him on site so that he can tell us all about all kinds of awesome Honda stuff. Cool. Pro- uh, producer Abe trying to do producer things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I uh, I also got a, a nice package in the mail today. I'm not sure if you got one recently, Adam, from uh, from uh, uh, I guess a listener that reached out that wrote a book about racing yeah. after the age of forty. Um, yeah, I just called, got it on. I just got it on Monday. Yeah, I just got mine today. So I'm gonna read that, and uh, hopefully we'll have Russ on who wrote the book. It's yeah. called uh, "Racing Under the Illusions of Grandeur." Um, yeah. it's essentially it's a, it's a guide for you know for people that are finding racing later on in life. But I think there's probably a lot of lessons and a lot of information in it that can be, I guess, um, you know, pertain to almost anybody of any age. Yeah, and Ross Bentley wrote the foreword, so it's so you, so you know it's it's semi legit if Ross did something with it. Yeah. So so yeah. I'm uh, I'm definitely going to read that. It too. If I would have got an address from Abe, I could have had him uh, sent one as well. I don't think you asked, Austin. Oh, I totally asked. Also, you've been to my house, so you definitely have my address. Uh, no, because I rode with Adam. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, I didn't it. have your address because I don't save addresses. I just yep. like <sighs> get them, copy paste, put them into maps, done. Well, I just, bitch. Uh, I just remember getting uh-oh. off of the interstate and like having to go through all these weird backcountry roads. And all of a sudden, this gigantic neighborhood pops up out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. All, all, the, su- all, all of a sudden, we're in. All of a sudden, we're in the nicest neighborhood ever. <laughs> 
It's just awesome. So we're yeah, in the send worst me, Honda send Civic me that address, time. bro, so I can get you a copy of the book. Uh, I'll, I'll read mine quick and I'll send it to him. Uh, that'll be all right. That way we don't have to yeah. uh, spend more money on books. No, it's uh, it uh, it looks like a cool book. I'm looking forward to reading it. it ju- I just yeah. put I just put it in my bathroom the other day, so you know stuff's gonna happen. So I mean, you probably read thirty, forty minutes a day, then, don't you? <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> so I've been I've been reading every day, and I've been writing every day too. This whole meditation thing's right. good, man. Puts me on the right, Look at right path. So maybe Which maybe I'll start writing some articles right again. Path? The right path, yes. Oh, that's good. So I haven't no, written much of yeah. anything in a while. I I, I haven't uh, I haven't done either one. I've been just I'm, I'm just trying sets. to maintain. I'm just trying to maintain, man. <laughs> just trying to maintain. <laughs> so uh, something something Adam and I talked about, and I think we're gonna we're gonna put it into the rules for Time Attack before um, tickets go on sale. Well, one thing we thought of was, you know, Midwest Festival is kind of at the point now where it can't get. We can't take more cars in competition, and we don't want those drivers who get into that event to have um, like preferential opportunity to score more points uh, because of the way the points model works. So what I think we're going to do is instead of um, you know basically being 10 times the number of entries equals the number of available points, we're just going to set a max at 1,000. So that basically like every event is equivalent to a hundred car field. And that way, um, you know, you don't, you're not at a disadvantage because you can't make it to one of the large events. Yeah. So, no, I think that's, I think that's a, a really good idea to be honest. So as a, yeah. as a competitor, I would like that a lot more. Well, and like it, it is at a point where not everyone is going to be able to go to the biggest events because either they have either schedule conflicts or, you know, tickets go out on sale and they sell quickly. And there are a lot of qualified drivers and we, we want to be as accommodating as possible to everybody. Right. Well, and, and there might be less. We can't do 150 car fields anymore. I'm not doing it. Like, I just don't want to have like F group of time attack. That's too yeah. many cars. Yeah. So. It's a lot of announcing to yeah. do, too. Well, and especially no, with the additional engagements that we've got uh, trackside, it seems like you know we can't yeah. we can't be the biggest uh, at everything, but we can work really hard to to do our best to be the best. I don't think being the biggest time attack field is like that cool. That's not that fun to me. That feels like we're just kind of cramming too many people into a day. Yeah, that sounds like a 212 car lemons field that just like you couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. It's a parking lot on track. The, the the best part about the wheel to wheel potential thing is that like they love a fifty car field on track, whereas like time attack guys are like, man, there's twenty cars out there. It's way too full. So, you guys made any provisions see. for uh, for the Civic Type R? Uh, uh, I'm guessing that. not. I'm guessing not. I just was like wanting to talk about something that happened this weekend at Button Willow. Oh, what happened? So, oh, this guy named Willem Dries, super cool guy, runs HFF Challenge, is like one of the committee members. Uh, he has a yeah. Civic Type R that's like a daily driver. Lightly modded, still stock brake pads, just wheels and tires on the thing. No tune, no nothing. Did a yeah. 157 Saturday morning or Sunday morning at Button Willow. No that kidding. seems really fast. 157, dude, on RE71Rs, but still. Or maybe that's it fast. might be the Hankook, actually, but still. Well, in, All in, in kind of the similar in a similar ballpark, we saw at Honda Meet last year. We saw the same basic thing: RE seventy one Rs, and dudes are running like forties at yeah. Gingerman. 
Yeah, it's That's ridiculous. Right like the Civic Type R is an absolute ringer. If I had a corporate job yeah. and had the money, I would probably go out and buy one. It's a freaking fast car, man. It's really yeah. good at what I mean, it does. I'm still really excited. I want to see some swaps of that motor into other stuff. Yeah, yeah. which I mean, it's been on. it's been available through HPD for what the past year? Because didn't they announce that at SEMA 2017? I think that's yeah, right. And yeah, it's not actually that much money either. It's not that much more money than like, like a K swap, eight or nine grand. Or I something thought it was sixty five hundred dollars for a long block. I, I think it is. Wrong. I think it's under seven. I think it's under seven. But that's yeah, ridiculous. Can you imagine that in like an EG hatch? Dude, if Dude. that thing bolted up to a regular K trans right out of the box, like people have been don't they've been doing I, those a long time. I don't ago. know how much of that lap time is attributed to the motor as much as it is the full overall chassis tuning that Honda did. I think a lot of it is the chassis. The car is just very yeah. good too. Yeah. It's just a good car. Yeah. So I'm I mean, know, I'm really interested on, to on see show, what happens. On the show a few weeks ago, uh, Kevin Bohm and Tamo were talking about that chassis and like it's just so like when those two dudes talk about how good it is, uh, like it must be pretty good. Like I'm even though they're 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 sort of driving for Honda, but they wouldn't like they wouldn't drive as fast as they are and win runoffs and win championships if that chassis sucked. Yeah, and the, like it's the lap times chassis. you see coming out of those things are ridiculous. I'm pretty sure that with a set of slicks, a big brake kit, and some aero, you know, and some yeah. tuning, a full like a full interior Civic Type R could probably go low 150s at Button Willow. I guess the really factory the factory shocks are like really good too, or struts or whatever they're really good. Yeah, I think Willem so. Willem actually had like lowering springs on his for a little bit, and it's actually he went back to the stock full stock suspension. Yeah, the I guess the struts are really really good. Is a strut car all around? I don't even know. I haven't. Uh, paid I don't. Enough I don't know either. Willem's the I same think it's guy. A strut car all around. Willem owns a the uh, the old spoon TSX. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. So that thing is he's freaking got a wild CRX too. Yeah. Yeah, it's a white CRX. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got an insane CRX. I think it's ill underscore Willem on Instagram. Yeah. But, yeah. And he's got that yeah, rad freaking rollback tow rig too. Yeah. Well it's so not even a tow rig. It's a, it's a yeah, it's a square body Chevy with like a tow bed on the back of it, so you don't have to do fifty five miles an hour while towing. Um, yeah, I just California. saw I just saw his recent post with the with the uh, spoon TSX on it. Speaking yeah, of which, Abe so. needs to buy a TSX. Oh yeah, I, dude! Oh, I almost bought one. I almost bought one like two Abe weeks needs. ago. So. Abe's been talking about one for a while. After ever ever since I told him, it's like the best double wishbone Honda that's that's not old. Tony Tony Money. Jackson's on his third. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> yeah, he just did like a two o two or something at at Button Willow and his. Yeah, they're pretty red cars. Even like out of the box, like you just put bolt-ons and good suspension on them, and they're really good. Yeah, and I mean, for the most part, most of them have been, been have been cared for. The hardest part's finding one with a manual trans. Yeah, it seems like that, that I've been looking a little bit around here, and like you know, if I had a ton of money, that'd be great because I'd buy one. But um, it seems like at least around here, everything that I can find is high mileage. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, find it's a freaking. It, they're gonna have 150,000, yeah. miles on it. It's a freaking old car now. It's what 12, yeah. 14 years old. Yeah. But that's why they're like they're like four thousand bucks, and you put like two thousand bucks into just refreshing stuff, and you yeah. just drive it. And I mean, you, you can you can buy one. Yeah. You can buy one for what you would pay for a Honda Fit. Yeah, they're really like they're for very a first gen for Honda Fit. Are. You're buying a manual TSX. They're very cheap. So remember it, it Type R Expo. I really wanted one because I was talking to to Tony Jackson at that point. 
Yeah. So Mikey, uh, Mikey from Pro Function. Oh, he, he had, had one, one years, years ago. ago. Yeah, and I think he still he's has got, one. He's got he got another one, I, or maybe he got the same one. I don't remember. I think he sold. Yeah. Didn't he sell that one to what's his face that has the white CR? Um, crap. I feel like he sold that good old, one. Good old what's his face. Uh, yeah. I forget his name. Crap. I bought I his wing off of him back it. in the day. He, he might have bought it back, or he bought it. He, he's got one that's the same color, or he okay. He did. I don't remember. And he was doing like he was doing like forty sevens or forty sixes in that thing in like twenty thirteen at Ginger Man. No, uh, I think it was like forty twos, forty threes. Was it really pretty fast? Yeah, Holy pretty fast. Crap. Not slow at all. Not yeah. slow at all. So I mean, that's well, I think that's a good daily driver slash track car for anyone that's yeah. that's looking, and and is okay with front wheel drive. And, but they're also nice places to be. They're like it's like a BMW that's like uh, it's been like acid dipped and slightly race car, and then they put the interior back together. <laughs> well, up and up until about a year ago, I was under the impression that the TSX was built on the same platform as the RSX, which it totally isn't. It doesn't right. have no, struts Accord, up front. Yeah. It's yeah. an Accord. Yeah, yeah, so, it's double wishbones. Yeah, which I wonder. I wonder different. if an Accord of the same generation has the same potential. I believe so. I believe they're the same sort of front end, but I can't remember now. Uh, so, isn't that P- what uh, actually Gill drives? What's that? Isn't that what Gill from Quick Trick drives? No, he drives an older one. Um, no, he has an Accord of about that generation, that black one. Yeah, that that might be an 0304. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, I wonder but if that's those a V6 have, car. If those that's have a dual arm fronts. Yeah, I wonder. No, no, do you think the James performance? Morgan. You think the potential, the performance potential of like. Uh, a V6 car with the J series is better than yeah. a K24. Well, you can make anything turn if you do it right, but that, yeah. that V6 is actually really good. It's very yeah. good. That that might be another car for Abe. Get a get a stick shift V6 Accord. There you yeah. go. With cloth seats. Figuring it out. Figuring it out, man. We're figuring it all out. Spending all the money. I don't all know what it is. My my thousands. head tells me that the my head like in my head. I feel like the Accord is heavier than the TSX. I don't know if it's just the I'm lines sure it make is. it look smaller. I'm sure it is. The TSX is not that big, but it's also not that light either. It's right. What? What? I think they. I think they're pushing like three thousand pounds. Or did did the Accord share the same platform as the TL? I don't know. I, uh, yeah, that might be it. Um, it. I know the TSX is the same as the Japanese Accord. Yeah. Or one of them, but they had a couple of Japanese Accords. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, I, I need to do some research now, man. For or Honda or guys, we need to we have really we need to have anything. Brian. We need to phone a friend and call Brian from Hasport. Yeah, there we go. I, he actually hit me up after the NATA announcement, and he wants to do a podcast. So nice. Yeah, we could probably message him one of these days. So yeah, uh, all these things that we have to do in the new year. This is probably our last show for the for for the year, isn't it? We do. Yeah, it is. I think so. I think we we need to schedule some shows too of when you guys are in. In L.A. as well. Oh, that's a great idea. uh, Yeah, we probably need to spend more than 12 hours there. Not sure how long you guys... If you guys can, like, stay over that Monday, that might be a good day for it. Yeah. That'd be good. Probably cheaper flights, too. Probably not. At least not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Adam, Adam, you can stay. Maybe if I do it, maybe I can get fired from a job. (laughs) See, that's exactly what I'm trying not to do. So yeah, no, Abe's got a real job that pays him good money. He should probably stay there. Yeah, that way you can Uh, afford a TSX. My my voice is actually like really hurting, so I'm probably gonna pop off here. I think we did a long enough show anyway. It's been like an hour, almost an hour and a half. Now we're droning. We're not even talking about motorcycles. (laughs) Yeah. 
No, we'll, uh, we definitely need, we need to, re, uh, we need to actually schedule ourselves to do this also next year. That's a good idea. It's easy to do, it's easy to do an hour and a half, like standing on our heads without even having an agenda. So. Yeah. I think we just need to pick a night and be like, all right, this night, every week, we're going to do this. That's hard to do every week though. We tried yeah. that for a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, we, we used to do it twice a week. I know. I don't know how uh, we did that. How, I have no idea either. I, it was actually pretty fun, though. Oh, yeah. No, it was great. Well, like, <laughs> doing two shows a week. Like, But I look yeah. back now, and I'm like, where did we find the time? I don't know. I have no idea. It was hard. That's back when Emma was younger. Yeah, she was very young then. Everything that happened it, was back when Emma was younger. All right, yeah, Mitch Hedberg. Like Every photo is a photo of you when you were younger. Here's a picture of me That's when true. I'm older. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what kind of camera was that? Cool. Uh, all right, boys. I'm going to hit stop. And all then right, guys. I'm going to go take a shower, and I'm going to fall dudes. asleep. Well, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Merry Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New How Year. How many years have we done this? Have we done this for four years now? This, this is like two. Year we're going this is two and a half. Two, is, okay, is it so two and a half? Okay, so we're going into our... No, We're it's, is this three year. Is this three and a half now? I don't know. Yeah, it might be three and it's a half. It's got to be three I, and a half. Yeah, I've been, be I've been in California for two and a half. We basically started it right after the second grid life. So it's got to be almost, yeah, we're pushing four years. God, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's uh, crazy. Well, we're still doing it. It's still a thing. And people still listen to it for some reason. Yeah, I, I have no idea why, but... Uh. We got to send Abe down to Daytona to do a podcast with Gare Bear. Oh yep. my God! Bear. During the race, yeah, man. Can and you Gary would just be ornery? like, "Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me." Yeah, Shut Gary up. would be so ornery during the twenty-four hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for for listeners, Gary, who's been on the show a few times, my two favorite shows we've done recently. Um, he got a job managing an IMSA team now, <laughs> so Gary's going to be working at the twenty-four hour. Oh yeah, yeah. I we would literally to, bring him water if that was my job. But, we need to uh, have we need to have all listeners that are going to be there uh, have Gary sightings and post pictures and like have some kind of hashtag. On well, he's Instagram. been posting up Gare on Bear. Track Midwest recently. Oh yeah, all yeah, these awesome. Uh, oh yeah, that new Mercedes, Mercedes cars. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, friggin' Mercedes GTRs or whatever and Lambos. <laughs> And uh, yeah, they they run Lambos, they run the the crazy Mercedes, and then they run LMP3 cars. It's P1 Motorsports. So yeah, yeah. He, the uh, life of Gary. He got a he got a job in in Florida, and he said, "All right, babe, I'm moving to Florida." And she said, "Okay." <laughs> so, he just, did he just no, like no, take no. the RV down there? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm just picturing Gary sleeping in the parking lot, like his, his RV is just like plugged into like the uh, the the light the outlet on the lamp post at the front of the building. <laughs> It's like nighttime security, too. Yeah. Nice. Well, you know, sometimes you just got to sleep somewhere. <laughs> now, Adam. Gary. Now, Adam. <laughs> All right, boys. I'm going to hit stop because I, I, I'm, I've, been, I've been pushing back a cough for like five minutes. I cannot <laughs> I talk to any longer. Yeah. All right, boys. I'll see All you right. later. Bye.